Hello, my name is Bill Coglin, and welcome to First Person Civil War Podcast, which retells the stories of the soldiers and officers on the ground in the battles of the Civil War. Episode 8 is entitled Captain John McMurray and the 6th United States Colored Troops at the Battle of New Market Heights. In honor of Black History Month, this episode recognizes the leadership, sacrifices, and accomplishments of black soldiers in the regiment at the battle. And John McMurray wrote Recollections of a Colored Troop in 1916, which is the source used for today's episode. John McMurray was a native of Brookville, Pennsylvania, and enlisted with the 57th Pennsylvania on 3 July, 1863. While at Camp Swearingen, outside of Pittsburgh, Private John McMurray discovered that the Army was assembling colored troops regiments and put out a call for officer applications. John McMurray had to travel to Washington, D.C. and participate in an examination board that determined eligibility. Despite a long list of men that went to the examination board before him, John McMurray secured a commission as a captain in the 6th United States Colored Troops and was ordered to Camp William Penn, just outside of Philadelphia, where the regiment would organize, arriving on 1 October 1863. While there, Captain John McMurray took command of the regiment's Company D. The men who formed the 6th United States Colored Troops mostly came from Pennsylvania, but also enlisted from Delaware, New Jersey, New York, and Maryland. During the Civil War, black men could not be officers, but every enlisted rank was available to them in United States Colored Troops regiments. Alexander Kelly, a coal miner, enlisted at Allegheny City, which is now a part of Pittsburgh, and became Company F's first sergeant, which is the most senior non-commissioned officer in a company. One of the men that enlisted in Maryland was Thomas R. Hawkins. He was born in Cincinnati in 1840, and according to his wife, was in the South when the war began, unable to cross Union lines until early 1863 he became the regimental sergeant major, which is the most senior non-commissioned officer in a regiment. On 14 October 1863, the now fully formed 6th United States Colored Troops left Camp William Penn to Yorktown, Virginia by boat. It arrived the next day and became a part of the Army of the James. The 6th United States Colored Troops Regiment participated in several expeditions up the peninsula toward Richmond, but its first test of battle was not until 15 June 1864, at the Battle of Baylor's Farm. By September 1864, the 6th United States Colored Troops was a part of Colonel Samuel A. Duncan's 3rd Brigade, and Brigadier General Charles J. Payne's 3rd Division of the 18th Corps, commanded by Major General Edward O. Ord, 
in Major General Butler's Army of the James. On the 29th of September, 1864, the 6th United States Colored Troops participated in a two-corps attack upon Confederate defenses north of the James River, which was part of a larger operation against Confederate forts like Gregg, Harrison, and Gilmer. As the 6th United States Colored Troops formed, Captain McMurray noted how difficult the terrain would be to cross in their impending assault. The field across which we were marching was possibly 20 rods in width, and that is 110 yards. From the edge of the wood, the ground descended slightly toward the enemy's line of works. Between the far edge of this field and the line of rifle pits had been a strip of woods eight or ten rods wide, through which ran a small stream parallel with the lines of works. All the timber in this piece of woods had been cut down, forming a slashing in front of their line, very difficult to pass through. The trunks and limbs of the trees impeding one's progress at every step. Captain John McMurray and the 6th United States Colored Troops then formed in line of battle. Our brigade marched across this open field and halted at the far side, just at the edge of the slashing. There we were formed in line, with as much care and accuracy as though we had been on parade. Every man and officer was in his proper place. Every captain or company commander was in the front rank. His first sergeant was directly behind him in the rear rank, and the lieutenants and sergeants stood a step or two behind the rear ranks of their companies, in their places as file closers. Captain John McMurray notes that while the Union lines formed, the Confederates did not open fire, but there was notable tension in the air, as the fight would soon commence. And even though already tested in battle, Captain McMurray's thoughts provide an insight on what went through a man's mind before a fight in the Civil War. I know there was a big lot of thinking done by us while we stood there. We knew there was a strong line of Confederates behind the rifle pits, across the slashing from us. We knew that as soon as we would move forward, they would open fire on us. We knew the order to go forward would soon be given. But beyond that, what? Would it be death or wounds or capture? Would it be victory or defeat? How the scenes and deeds of the past came rushing in on the mind like a mighty flood. That was perhaps the most trying five minutes or ten minutes we endured in all of our army life. It would require the pen of the mightiest angel that ever stood before the throne of God to write down the thoughts of the men who stood in that line that bright September morning. The assault by the 10th and part of the 18th Corps were the supporting effort of the larger assault by the Army of the James. While the rest of the 18th Corps' assault on Fort Harrison was the main effort, this assault by Captain McMurray and the 6th United States Colored Troops 
was designed to keep the Confederate forces they faced from reinforcing Fort Harrison. When ordered to advance, a lieutenant in Captain McMurray's company was immediately hit in the arm. But the rest of us pressed on toward the enemy's line, picking our way through the slashing as best we could. It was slow work, and every step in our advance exposed us to the murderous fire of the enemy. We little chance for firing, and might almost as well have been without muskets. As we advanced, I noticed our ranks getting thinner and thinner, and wondered what was becoming of the men. Though suffering heavy losses, the 6th United States Colored Troops continued with its assault, and Captain McMurray had a brush with death. When about halfway through the slashing, I came to a large oak tree that had been felled. At the same moment, three or four members of the color guard came to the same spot. We were close by the stump of the tree, and the way forward was through an opening between the trunk of the tree and its stump, less than three feet wide. Involuntarily almost, I paused to let the colors go ahead of me. I followed close after, and just when the last one of the men carrying one of our flags, we had three, was right in the opening between the stump and the tree trunk, he was shot through the breast and fell back against me, almost knocking me over. The loss of his life there absolutely saved mine. The six United States Colored Troops were now almost through the slashing and were braving the enemy fire. At some point in the assault, as the color guard was wounded or killed in the fight, three men stepped forward to bear the flags of the regiment. Sergeant Major Thomas R. Hawkins, First Sergeant Alexander Kelly, and First Lieutenant Nathan H. Edgerton. Through the intense fire, these three men rallied the 6th United States Colored Troops. Captain McMurray continued. We pressed on until we got through the slashing into an open space before the enemy's rifle pits. Just then, Colonel Ames, who was the regimental commander, and I happened to come together. Colonel Ames said, Captain, don't you think we had better fall back? We haven't force enough to take this line, and if we remain here, we will probably all be killed. I answered that I thought the best thing we could do was to fall back. Then he said, Take the men back as quickly as you can, but keep them well in hand, and don't let them get demoralized. And then we started back. Though the 6th United States Colored Troops retreated, the assault by the Army of the James at New Market Heights was successful with all Confederate forces at New Market Heights retreating from their positions. Captain McMurray, with the 6th United States Colored Troops, with all its regimental colors, reformed after their assault, and marched to the newly captured Fort Harrison, where they helped fight off the attempted Confederate counterattack to retake the fort that evening. On came that solid mass of men, with the steadiness of a great machine, and the determination of death. Not a shot was fired by us, and not a word was uttered by them, 
when they were within perhaps 10 rods, which is about 50 yards, of us, they gave vent to that infernal rebel yell and increased their pace to almost a run. And then our guns opened up on them. In such a roar of musketry as followed, I never heard before, it seemed to me. The Confederates came on until they were within a few feet of our muskets, when they could stand it no longer, and turned about and ran back at full speed. Major General Benjamin Butler, commander of the Army of the James, personally commended the men who made the assault, which included the 6th United States Colored Troops. Of the colored soldiers, the general commanding desires to make special mention. In the charge on the enemy's works by the colored division of the 18th Corps at Spring Hill and New Market, better men were never better led. Better officers never led better men. With hardly an exception, officers of colored troops have justified the care with which they have been selected. A few more such charges, and to command colored troops will be the post of honor in the American armies. The colored soldiers, by coolness, steadiness, and determined courage and dash, have silenced every cavil of the doubters of their soldierly capacity, and drawn tokens of admiration from their enemies. The three men that took up the regimental colors at the Battle of New Market Heights all received the Congressional Medal of Honor for their actions. First Sergeant Alexander Kelly received the Medal of Honor on 6 April, 1865. His citation reads, Gallantly seized the colors which had fallen near the enemy's line of abatis, raised them, and rallied the men at a time of confusion and in a place of the greatest danger. Sergeant Major Thomas R. Hawkins, who was shot in the shoulder, thigh, and foot, received his Medal of Honor on 8 February, 1870. His citation reads, Rescue of Regimental Colors. And the citation for First Lieutenant Nathan H. Edgerton reads, Took up the flag after three color bearers had been shot down and bore it forward though himself wounded. At the Battle of New Market Heights, 24 Congressional Medals of Honor in total were awarded, with 13 awarded to black soldiers in United States Colored Troops regiments. The 6th United States Colored Troops remained at Petersburg until December 1864, when it was transferred to North Carolina where it saw action at Fort Fisher and around Wilmington, and were with Sherman's army by the time he accepted General Johnson's surrender at Bennett Place, North Carolina. When John McMurray left the army, he held the rank of Brevet Major and returned to Brookville, Pennsylvania. While there, he owned a publishing business, John McMurray and Sons, and the local newspaper, the Jeffersonian Democrat. In 1873, he was elected as a delegate which framed the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania 
in 1874. John McMurray published the book used for this episode in 1916, entitled Recollections of a Colored Troop. Thank you for listening to the eighth episode. The link for Captain John McMurray's book is now available on the podcast website, firstpersoncivilwarpodcast.com. On Facebook, Instagram, and X this week, you will find pictures of Sergeant Major Thomas R. Hawkins and First Sergeant Alexander Kelly, Medal of Honor recipients. I'm also on LinkedIn. Just search Bill Coglin, and please connect with me. You can find links to the social media sites at the top of each web page. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you find the podcast. Private Edward Young McMorris of Company G, 1st Alabama, provides next week's first-person account at the Battle of Franklin. My name is Bill Coglin. And thank you for listening to First Person Civil War Podcast.